Hi, and welcome to season two, episode one of My Friend Pod. Sorry about the two-year hiatus. I was searching for the perfect co-host, and I finally found her, and her name is Ruby Caster. She is an incredible writer in Los Angeles. Say hi. Hi. Thank you for having me, Paige. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. It was actually a really rigorous interview process. And I'm just really, really grateful to have made it through. There were times that I just didn't think you were going to pick me. It was a two-year-long It was this whole time was that. But luckily, I won her over with my tricks. Yeah, and the reason for the hiatus was just that I was kind of tired of doing the podcast on my own. And this way, Ruby and I can just kind of riff about whatever is on our minds, what's going on in our life. But of course, we will be bringing on some great guests. And I just also want to give a quick shout out to everyone who sent me a note over the years asking me to bring back the pod. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to do it, wanted to bring it back. And this episode really is us just talking about nothing important. But we will be bringing on great guests and talking about more serious, meaningful topics in the future. But it was really important to me that I could get on here with Ruby and talk about whatever the heck and just know that there's a lot more coming your way. Okay. Love you guys so much. And yeah, I'm so happy to be doing this again. Okay. Bye. Okay. I'm going to turn off the autumn cozy jazz lounge music from youtube are you sure you want to do that okay so this morning my neighbor was like do you play the keyboard (laughs) (laughs) but it's actually crazy how much putting positive jazz on in the morning changes everything it elevates my mood no depression no anxiety gone pure joy only okay so what were you saying about tinder (laughs) oh i made a tinder last night because okay I made a Tinder last night because I was watching this TV show and everyone was fucking and I was like, that's so annoying. I want to do that. So I made a Tinder and I've been off the dating apps for a hot second because I hate them all. Oh, yeah. We had a combo about that yesterday. The we'll get into that. Yeah, later. we'll get into that. I think Tinder's just like, it's the most basic, like just. It's, it's for fucking. It's for fucking. And it's gross, but it's we all know It's super gross. And I'm like, I've I'm not. I've never had a Tinder. See, and I started I, with Tinder when I was like 20, I think when it start when it came out, I yeah. started and then did the whole Raya thing. I don't like Raya. Raya might be worse than Tinder. Oh, it is. No, no, no. I think actually, <laughs> I think the ranking is that like the best is probably Hinge and then Tinder and then Raya. And then I don't know. There's like other ones in between that I don't, I've never tried, but like, like Bumble, Bumble, <laughs> but I got, I got banned from Hinge months ago wait what i got banned from hinge and here's what i think happened i thought it would be funny to make all of my pictures except i had like i think you can do like four or five pictures and i think four of the five were i like google image searched cartoon cars with tits (laughs) so like all of my pictures on hinge were just like cars drawn as 
like kind of like femme cars. Okay, that's titties. an immediate swipe right. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, swipe right. And I was I getting like. lots of matches. Like people were like fucking with me, right? And then I had like one real picture of me, and I think Hinge was like someone probably was like this is a bot and reported it or something, mm-hmm. or they were just like this is weird and took me off. But like I tried to appeal and be like, hey, I'm a real person. I can, I promise. They didn't even respond to my appeal. They were like, you're off. Yeah, what was the reasoning? They were like, they these didn't images even are too, these images are too sexy. Too sexy. They're too sexy. <laughs> like, you've crushed the competition. Other women are not matching with anyone. You've taken all you've of the men. taken it all, yeah. Save some cock for the rest of us. <laughs> um, no, so I, one day I just like went to log in and they were like, you are banished. And I was like, okay, it's tight. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I'm off. Like, I'm just going to. That's actually crazy that you can get kicked off that easily. I know. There was no even like, they didn't even check in to be like, hey, quickie, quickie, quickie cue here. Or like if they you were going to do an appeal and like look at it, they would obviously know. Like they could literally you're, just you're like just joking me. around. They have my info. Yeah. And I can be like, hey, what's up? Like We could FaceTime. I can be like, it's me. Well, they're like, maybe, you're not maybe, a car with tits. Maybe, maybe that's for the best because as we discussed, say it with me, dating, dating apps are bad. bad. <laughs> they're because horrible. They are addictive. And we were talking about this the other morning. Dating apps are designed by the same people who design you know, social media, right? So their goal is to not necessarily have you match with someone, although that does happen, of course, but to keep you on there in this like dopamine cycle where you're just getting these little hits of validation, but not necessarily making any meaningful connections. They want you to stay on there. Right. They want you to get that hit of that dope. Hit that. And that's what we do on there. We just swipe, 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 swipe. Totally. Maybe maybe say, hey, what's up? And then never speak to someone for three months. Totally. Also, it's like you're forced to fill in so many gaps and create a person's entire identity for yourself. Oh, yeah. And what so we I create like, is so much better so much than better. reality. I'm like, guys, I met my husband this morning. <laughs> no, but it's like you look at like three pictures and one little blurb. If the person's even a little bit funny, you're like, oh, this guy's hilarious. Exactly. And it's like they're not or like I've had this happen where I'm like this guy's so funny because I assume that the things he's he like posting, made one joke on or this. I just think that he's like being ironic and then I've met up with them and I'm like oh he's so not funny. He's he's like crazy and not kidding. And you, Do you know and what I, I mean? Yes, of course. And you and I are the same. Like we're suckers for anyone who shows the tiniest bit of a sense of humor yeah, in their profile I'm, I'm like he's the funniest guy i've ever met. yeah I'll, I'll move to yeah. I'll, I'll move in with you <laughs> first date i show up and then obviously it's never like that no in person never okay so then last night i was like maybe i should just hook up with someone for fun which i also sure. have not been in that headspace for a while i like sure. don't have any interest in casual hookups because i'm i don't have the energy for it right now yeah i used to that yeah. used to like that used to be my my thing. Yeah. I was down. And and something shifted in the last year where I'm like, the amount of effort required for me to like go meet someone and engage and like be stimulated intellectually even enough to fuck them. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't. Like, I can't 
do, I can't do like, I can't like search for tiny little qualities to make you worth fucking. It has to kind of be the whole thing or nothing. So anyway, last night I was like, you know what? I'm going to like humble myself a little bit and just like maybe fuck somebody for no reason. So I'm like laying on my couch and I download Tinder and I immediately match with this dude and he's super hot. Oh, okay. And like based on his pictures, I don't sure. fucking know. And no, I just think it's hard to find anyone that I think is a He was hot. He anywhere. was fully hot. I'll show you. I'll show you him. Um, he was hot. And then we're like talking for maybe five minutes and he's like, what's your number? And I'm like, I give him my number. Cause like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then he calls me and he's like, come over. Wow. And I was like, no, because that's scary. And like, I've done that when I was in my early Well, how 20s. did you imagine it was going to happen? I thought we would talk longer than five minutes. And then like, maybe. No, as we established earlier, Tinder is for fucking. I know it's crazy, <laughs> but I was like, wait, I'm supposed to just go to this guy's house. But here's the thing. And this word's so unfair. Like if it was reversed, he wouldn't have been afraid to come meet me. If I was like, not. come over. He'd be, he'd, he could be like, cool, I'm going to go fuck this girl. But I'm like, what if you're scary? Like, what if you kill me? Yeah, but wouldn't you be equally as scared letting, like, a killer into your home? Totally. I would never oh, do it in right. the first place. But my, my thing is, like, I think generally in, like, a hetero dynamic, the worst case scenario for him would be that I'm just, like, kind of cuckoo. Or you're he, a catfish. Or I'm a catfish. <laughs> and my worst case scenario was, like, I get there and he stabs me. Yeah. Or like rapes me or something. And I'm like, fuck. All right. So I have to like decide if I want to risk my safety to to also maybe come. To maybe to come. To maybe come. Right? Because yeah. that's not even a guarantee either. No, I'm like, it's, it's definitely not a guarantee. It's definitely not a guarantee. So then I'm like sitting here being like, oh my God, wait, do I really want to, I'm like kind of cozy now. And I think the thrill of like the matching and the chatting, I was like, oh, that was enough. And so he was like, well, maybe we'll grab a drink or something this week. And I'm like, for sure. And then I didn't end up going and doing anything. Basically, that's the whole moral of the story is I was like kind of horny and then had a chance to fuck and decided it wasn't worth risking my life. (laughs) So I went to bed. So... (laughs) 30 is so fun. I love being 30. It's so fun. I think that my issue is that, and I went on my friend's podcast and I was talking about this the other day. My issue isn't that I'm going on dates with douchebags or terrible men or fuck boys. It's that I simply cannot find a person to be sexually attracted to. I find that I... And just not attracted to many people. And that's not to say that the men in the past that I've, you know, dated Mm -hmm. are like extremely hot or anything. I just do not feel that like soul connection at all or that or even that feeling of just being like, oh, I want to have sex with this person now, like ever. That happens to me like once every three years. Yeah. Or if I'm like, and I, and I also feel like what turns me on about them isn't something that that I can feel immediately anymore yeah like it has to build where I think before I think when I was younger I could be I could just like someone could kind of make me laugh and have a nice jawline and I was like let's fuck in the bathroom totally yeah when I was younger it was not a problem no and now I'm like oh yeah I think it's just as you grow up I just know that I'm I won't settle for anything other than this exceptional 
man that I have been telling myself doesn't exist, but I'm trying to change my tune with that. And I am trying to tell myself this type of man is everywhere. He's everywhere. (laughs) He's everywhere. And really trying to believe it instead of being pessimistic. Cause like, why not? You know what I think is interesting too, is like, I try to be aware of like, what are qualities about myself that, Somebody else would have to compromise. Yes. And like give in and be like, she's not this, this is but great she has advice. other, right? I'm like, I, cause I don't think I'm perfect like, no. at all. I'm not like, I'm perfect. And if you don't see me as perfect, fuck you. I'm like, no, no, there are definitely, de- guys have definitely been like, oh, I wish she was more like this or that. And that's why they don't go. Like it's yeah, the same, it goes both ways where I'll be like, oh, I wish this guy was more like this. And then I could be like that with mm-hmm. him, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So, but here's my thing is I think a lot of the guys that I've dated don't think that I've had to like compromise for them. I've had some of the most like chaotic guys that I've, and I don't mean like serious relationships, but that I've casually dated and been like, oh, he does not have his shit together at all. Mm-hmm. Like this dude is a mess. But he's really funny and he's smart and he's and I I find him like interesting and we have a good time. So like I can I can forgive the parts of him where I see like that I would think he has a lot of growing to do just in a trajectory of where his life is going. I'm like, ooh, you got a lot. You got a lot to do. But you know what? That's okay. Fair enough. And I think some guys that I've dated, they don't see themselves like that. So they're like, they're like, I'm incredible. I'm amazing. And I'm like, you don't realize that I had to lower some of my standards to accommodate you because I liked you enough that I was like, it's okay that you're not, you don't check off like some really important boxes for me. Like you don't have any stability in your life. I'm not even talking financial. I'm talking like, you don't know what emotional, emotional stability. You don't know how to process certain things. Communicate how you're feeling at all. But but I can like imagine that you could like develop and like, whatever, let's, let's figure it out. And if, if you can't, then I'll bounce. But like, I'm willing to give it a shot. And then I think some guys are still just like holding out thinking that they're going to meet someone who is like IMG model, which is sick, also owns a, a billion dollar business and is this intellectually stimulating and so and will funny mother you and will raise and will raise you and <laughs> yeah. your children and yeah. breastfeed you. And if you're not all those things are like, I like, why would I lock it down? The thing is, is that I look at all sexes as either evolved or unevolved, right? Yeah. So everyone can be great. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're evolved, meaning that they've done that important self-work. Yeah. There was so much work for me to do that I did in my early 30s that I'm just now to a place of such inner peace and stability Mm -hmm. that I feel like I genuinely want someone else who's in the same position. But, you know, back when I was in my late 20s, I thought I was a fully evolved person, but right. I, I just truly was not. And that's okay. I guess that's more of what I'm looking for is just someone who's already done that work. And I feel like in all of my past relationships, I've always been a bit of the teacher. And I really, really would like to be in a relationship where I feel like I'm being taught. Yeah, I would not know what that feels like. <laughs> but we are also in such a particular scene mm-hmm. and peer group. And instead of being defeatist, I've realized that I might just need to branch out of this particular scene that we've found ourselves in and been in, which is also lovely. And everyone, all of our peer group is great, but there, it, it's just the priorities of these people are just so different from, than what I'm looking for. Yeah. And 
I need to branch out. I need to assimilate into other groups of people who are like maybe more in line with what what I'm prioritizing at this moment. You know, and what I mean? think that comes from just that like self growth mm-hmm. thing that we're talking mm-hmm. about. I lived in New York before this. Now I live here in LA and it's like, those are both cities that are focused on people who live. Yep. You're, you're selfish when you live there because Absolutely. everyone's a creative, right? Yeah. So, and that's, we're all like, trying to make it. Me too. Right. Yeah. I am like, that's my whole thing. And so it's like, everyone's I, subconsciously networking. Everyone always. Yeah. And, and there's like an awareness of, who you're seen with romantically. And I think when you're younger, like, I mean, that's why it's like, I dated so many fuck boys who were just like hot and kind of cool because it was like, they're fun. And like, they have cool friends and we have fun. And but, that was the priority and that was at the priority. that time for it's you. Because I was 22, so who yeah. gives a fuck? And now I'm like, oh, I want something a little bit more stable. And grounded. Yeah, and that maybe isn't in this scene that yeah. we're in, Which is fair because it's like, People are a little bit more concerned with, is my Looking partner cool. really hot and cool? And yeah. do we look like a Status. cool couple? And it's like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't care about that. And it would be dumb of us to assume differently based on like where we are and the people we hang out with. That's yeah. just how it goes. Totally. You know what I mean? And that's a fact and that's fine. But I can't keep hanging out in the same circles, in the same type of like culture when I want something a little different. Yeah. Ideally, I'd want a retired math teacher. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Actually, maybe why not? No, someone who's also retired from the scene. Right. So like has that understanding and appreciates pop culture and can party and can be like a bit of a chameleon, but also wants to venture out into the woods and settle down. It's hard because I think that sometimes when I... <laughs> When I go visit my parents in New England, I have this fantasy of living kind of more in like a secluded area. But this is really funny because then I'm like, but that's also not me. Yeah. Right. Like I'm like, if I found a guy who's super like nature hiking only doesn't know any pop culture stuff and like you'd be miserable i'd be like wait no i love my phone i love my phone we need to be able to talk about heidi klum dressing up as a up with the kardashians every wednesday at 9 p.m or midnight depending on which coast i'm on like i really that's that's gonna be a thing and i can't pretend that i don't care about that shit exactly but in in the ideal world it's someone who understands like the importance totally you know we all get to this age where we're like oh we just want to live on a farm Blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, farm work is hard. Yeah, I don't want to live on a farm. You I don't to want to wake that. up and take care of the pigs. I want farm life adjacent. Yeah. I'll come visit. Like to me, if I live on a road that's far from the main road and I don't have neighbors with an eye shot, I'm like, I'm a mountain woman. That's how I feel. I might as well be milking cows. Yeah. All it takes is if I can't see a telephone pole from my kitchen window, I basically live outdoors. So I feel, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. As you know, I've been trying to look at houses in Northern California to purchase. I do know Um this. And just before I go on, guys, I am not rich. I'm looking at piece of shit houses. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're cool. Houses, when I show people, they're like, interesting. Are you going to bulldoze it? <laughs> And I'm like, no, I was going to live in it as is. 
But they're cool houses. They're like, there's black mold growing in there for sure. I'm looking for kind of like a sustainable trap house Yeah, where I want to bring my friends. It's a bit of a paradise with lots of land. And trust me, I am so blind to the realities of owning properties like this. And that's okay because I'm just going to have to learn the hard way. (laughs) I understand it is such a cliche to be like, I'm done with the city. I want to move to the woods. But there is a reason why so many people feel that way after living a very aggressive city life for so many years. It's almost like how you know it's like the best of both worlds is being bi-coastal. Like I want to be by homestead. But you know what's funny is that that's how I felt even moving from New York City to Los Angeles. I felt like I was doing. That's I was a, like I'm es- I'm escaping to the city. That to is move a to full a, downgrade. A different city, but I it felt I was like oh I can see mountains from my window. Holy shit! It's a I mean a downgrade bit, in hustle, like totally. not not like a downgrade in quality of life. No, it's it it felt like I upgraded my quality of life, and I'm like microdosing nature yeah. seclusion because I don't think that I could have gone from New York to give it five more years. Upstate New York. I don't think I. I could have done that yet. It was too glued in. But I do think that that is kind of a life I want. And I know that there's so much But we could do it with 10 of our friends. Right. And but, sexy husbands. <laughs> but it's when, when you go into these these towns that are kind of on the outskirts of these cities, a lot of the local native people there are like, fuck off. Get oh, the fuck for out sure. of here, which makes so much sense. I can totally imagine that sucks. I mean, it's more of like a, a larger scale problem with the housing market. And yeah. And really, the problem is that these massive corporations are buying up any and every property that's available right. and driving up housing prices everywhere. I think I think deep down, like people need that sense of calm that you get from leaving a big city. I think some people are just fucking tired and they just want to yeah. go live somewhere kind of quiet. Want a yard. I just want a yard. I just want a fucking like, yard. <laughs> my dream house is like I want a garage so that it can just be a dance studio. Okay, bitch. <laughs> I was at a left field. I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm like, I want I a garage want for a my space. car, but you go off girly. <laughs> I just want a space where I can play whatever music I want and dance as hard as I want. And that would be the garage. I mean, I was I doing that at my 300 square foot studio apartment in the East Village. So I, I can't I'll do, do it, it in, I'll do it in the garage. Oh, yeah, mine were too. I just, nobody gave a fuck. Well, that's beautiful, but yeah, my, really my nice. neighbors are so nice. I, I could Oh, never. yeah, no, they're so sweet. I have a dream house, and it's not big. It just has a few key components, which are dance studio, mm-hmm. and then a yard. Yeah. Then a donkey. And a donkey. A you donkey don't... and, a, like, a mini cow. I don't want to be running a full fucking farm. Right. But I do want a few animal relationships. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I want kids. I think I want to do kids oh, before and kids, I do animals. Kids. Because I just want something that will give back more. I love animals. <laughs> or take away. But it's, like, <laughs> I know. But then, like, oh, there's something sweet about, like, raising something that then becomes self-sufficient. I think an animal is, like, they're completely dependent on you their entire existence. And then they die and it's dead devastating that just reminds me i had a dream that my dog died last night oh my god so sorry no it's fine he's he's still alive yeah so i i hear you i think those are all really good things to have i have my one thing i really want in whichever whatever house which i think i would have to this would this would definitely be something i could probably find in los angeles but i don't know 
where else but i really when i buy a home i really want a sunken living room oh yeah that's like that's kind of like my number one that's Every, everyone's and if i movie. if i need if, if i get a garage they're called a conversation I, pit that's what i want that's what it's called yeah conversation pit i want one i think it'd be incredible i want one i'm picturing I want imagine you to have imagine one. drunkenly want, stumbling into a conversation i want every pit. house in america to have one they should all it should be required it's like a <laughs> zoning regulation yeah all the houses down but i don't even fresh, have to have hot water in my fresh. house if i have a conversation <laughs> pit i'm in these are really good goals for us you'll have your donkey are you ready to have kids now? like if you were to get pregnant like right now like would, with this guy from it? tinder let's give you two scenarios give me two with scenarios. a guy from tinder yeah. and then someone that you kind of like with a guy from tinder probably not okay with a guy that you're maybe in a relationship with okay you are in a relationship okay if i'm in a relationship right now but it's like early stages and we're so not there if i'm a year into a relationship right now and i got pregnant i would keep it so you're ready yep but i've been ready since i was like seven (laughs) i've like been ready to be a parent when you're around babies do your ovaries hurt and shit like that yeah that's been a thing my entire life where I've mm-hmm. been super drawn to kids, babies. Like I'm very just maternal and, and I know people say that, but it's such a, like I have dreams multiple times a month that I'm nursing a baby and I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck was that? I know. I I'm wish we very, could do a, a live poll right now. Cause I want to know how many people have dreams like that. Cause I don't All have the time. dreams like that, but I want to be, I have dreams I that I'm in labor kids. and they're super what? realistic. Yeah. I've they're never it's really crazy. Like or I'm like coaching my friends through labor. And so thing is, is like, I think I'm pretty aware of what would change in my life if I became a parent. I think the question isn't like, do you want to have a baby? It's do you want to be a parent? Sure. I don't think people ask it like that. It's like, yeah, do you want a baby? A and everyone's point. like, I want a baby. It's like, but do you want to raise a child? Do you want exactly. to be a parent? Do you want to prioritize something else exactly. other than you? And I don't think people talk about it like that. So they're like... Mm-hmm. They're like this little cute Gucci outfit on my BB and like my hot husband. And we like, <laughs> or like whoever. And you're like, okay, no, no, no. Are you ready to be like shit on and not sleep? And then not sleep for years. And also like, if you don't have a rock solid partnership, it's oh, going yeah. to shit because it's like so add important. sleep deprivation and physical body pain yeah. and a screaming human in a room to a relationship that isn't already working, you are fucked. And that's why I'm not in a rush. And we talked about this the other day on our gorgeous hike. My priority is just to have the most incredible relationship. And if I have to wait till I'm 43 to have that, then so be it. And then I'll have children. I'll lock you down right now, baby. (laughs) Next question. You start Um, eating me out. (laughs) Now that you touched my calf. Would you ever raise a kid on your own, like by choice? I asked this because I saw this TikTok last night about this girl who had this realization. And of course, this is not the same situation for everyone else. But she was older. She was kind of striking out in the dating world and realizing that every partnership that she would kind of entertain actually caused her more stress and stretched Mm -hmm. her more thin. And she just decided, you know what? I actually think having a partner in my case, based on my circumstances, circumstance would be another stressor on me I'm just gonna have a baby on my own where I don't have to compromise etc etc and I thought that was interesting I personally don't think I'd want that not that I couldn't do it right we can do anything my mom was a single mom and I thought it was interesting yeah. that that was like a, a voluntary choice. That's- a lot of women are making that choice. A lot of men are making that choice. A lot of people are making that choice to be a like voluntary single parent. Single parent. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And I, th- cause I think a lot of people who aren't choosing that as their situation are like, 
yeah, I would have fucking loved a partner and I, it didn't work out that way. And like, here I am. So I don't want to like make it sound like, ugh, no way. Because that is offensive to people who are like choosing it or didn't choose it, but are doing it. I, I think I'm with you where I, I would love in a perfect ideal scenario. I'm sitting in my conversation pit. Yeah. You have your donkey down the street and I would love a partner who also really wants to be a parent. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. By the way, do you think that we've grown out of our British accents? Well, the guy that I was talking to on the phone last night was British. The one who called me. And did yours come out? No, I kept it in. But I was really afraid because I kept wanting to say like, all right, bro, to him. And then I was like, don't do it. Guys, just so you know, when we were first toying around with the idea of bringing back My Friend Podcast with Ruby as the official co-host, we recorded a trial episode where we could barely get through it. It was fucked up. Without speaking in a British accent. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's crazy. And I still like it. I'm ashamed. I am too. But also I'm like, I just think that it's something that we acknowledged. It's something that we processed together. We worked through. There was, we we didn't, we didn't judge ourselves. We kept, we, you know, we held ourselves accountable. And there's like a, (laughs) like a a help group, (laughs) group of people just going to, we could do like a skit like that where we, Ruby, that's like AA, but for like people who want to stop doing their British. That they're struggling with like letting go of. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Done. Okay, fuck. We have to cut cut this out though. No, we can just film it before we release this. Oh no, because it'll take a long time. We have to release this soon. Yeah, we're gonna cut that out. I'm thinking that we should keep the episode short. Yeah, should we be done? I think we should just be done with that. I have to peep, so that's perfect. Okay, (laughs) great. If you guys liked this episode, I forgot what you're supposed to do. Yeah, rate it, like it, subscribe, lick it suck it yeah and hopefully we get a visual element up and running i'm looking for a studio that will host us ideally with a conversation pit if anyone listening knows of any studios who want to have us please let me know and thank you for tuning in love you Bye. bye